The views and opinions of shows on KCNR are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of KCNR Radio. Sitting on a bar stool, kind of short and kind of square, through the foam in his mustache, his voice filled the air. Talking about a state of mind, son. Good morning, Jefferson. How y'all doing? This is Terry Raposa broadcasting live on Jefferson State of Mind. And I am here at 96.5 FM, where the music sounds better, and 1460 AM, your talk radio, KCNR. If you have any questions or comments, the phone number is 530-605-4566. 6054567 and I'm here with my partner Win Carpenter. How you doing, buddy? Good. How about you, Terry? Doing good. Good. I think no one's hurt me yet. Okay, it's not over yet. That's true. Ashley's winding up in there. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Ashley? So far so good. Good. We have um, Nick coming for the next hour for Sovereign Minds, so I have the dump button ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. I think that he's going to be coming in, uh, and speaking about Measure A that's happening yes, here in Reading. Yes, that's the plan. Yep, so I think that's going to be uh, really he's, good. He's already sent me several emails. He is very well prepared to make his point. Good, and then so you're going to be ninja style today, are you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Whenever Nick's on the phone or in, in the building, that tends to be at hand. <laughs> he gets very enthusiastic about what he talks about. Yes, I checked Ashley. with Ashley this morning to make sure that there were certain words I could use and in what context I could use them in. Yes. Yes. Because those ones are more about context. Yes, they are. Uh, anyway, um, this morning uh, we're going to do a little, something a little different. We're going to talk about our court case. We're going to maybe, uh, well, not maybe, we're, we want to rest any of the misnomers or misunderstandings people might have about what's going on in our case. Uh, this is the CFR case. Again, the phone number here is 530-605-4567 if you have any questions. And tomorrow night, it's 2570 South Bonneview Road, we will be having Mimi Soros coming in, and Mimi, no relation to <laughs> George, <laughs> will be speaking about uh, the Gavin Newsom recall, where we stand at this point, and we also will be having Dr. Paul Danuka coming in, who is running for Assembly District 1, uh, who is going to give us his plan, and he actually has a plan, which is refreshing for somebody running for office, that somebody actually has a plan that they're going to do something and they're actually going to tell you what it really is, not that they're against higher taxes and they're, they're, they're for, you know, the Second Amendment, but really a real plan with some depth. Anyway, do you have anything there, my friend? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> You're warming up. I'm warming up. <laughs> so the other thing I want to bring up here, and I think it's really, really important, any of you listening, if you know anyone on earth please have them go to kcnr1460.com and please have them download and listen to this radio program. Again, we're going to bring some misnomers to the uh, to the forefront and talk about the court case, the CFR court case. And what about the people that aren't on earth? Don't we want them to know as well? <laughs> well, I want, them to, I want them to tell. <laughs> I want you to tell your friends. Your neighbors, everyone on earth, tell them, please. Your enemies, too. Yeah, your enemies, too. Anybody you can, anybody that breathes, your parakeet, anybody, anything. 
but they need to listen to this program. Anyway, uh, I kind of want to – did you have something? No, no, go, okay. go, go for it. Because you're, you're flipping through all these pages. My yeah. partner here is flipping through a 1,000 pages. And, and, uh, well, I'm looking for one, and that's why I'm flipping through pages. So okay. All we'll, right. I'll buddy. find it. Okay. When okay. you do, please stop me. It, I'll probably find it at 11 o'clock. I'll find <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway, uh, what we want to do is we want to uh, say, first of all, it looks as if we are going to court, aren't we, sir? We are. We are, we are. And we are going May the 6th, is that correct? March. March, did I say May? You did. Man, I, mean, I am not awake. I didn't get on my coffee this morning. I apologize, folks. March, March, March. It's March. And see, I, I guess I just proved a point, though. You know, I just made a mistake, didn't I? Mm. I just made a mistake. So that means that because we are not professionals, I made a mistake in using the wrong month. And sometimes you make a mistake using the wrong word. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And it'll actually be March 5th, because that's the Thursday, possibly going March 6th. Okay, so the 5th is the day. Yes. Do you have a time yet, sir? Do not. Okay. So, um, anyway, it'll be March the 5th. Um, I know that we are going down. We're, we're going to wear our muck boots, because guess where we're going? Yes, we are going to the Ninth Circuit. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And we are going to be there uh, with, uh, with our attorneys, and we'll be in court uh, more on that, but this is the culmination of around four years now, isn't it, When Didn't we start this in 2015? We did, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. You know, and people have talked about different things like the money, for example, and I want to bring that up real quickly. If I've ever said, or I'm sure my partner feels the same way, if we ever use the word pro bono, we used it the wrong way. And I'll give you a good example of that. I know that, uh, you know, when I was younger and people used to um, – uh, used to uh, annoy me. I used to ask them not to irrigate me. <laughs> so, um, irrigating. yeah, so I was irrigated. <laughs> but uh, the thing is, is that sometimes we use the wrong words. We apologize for that. Nothing was ever pro bono with our court case. The CFR court case was never, ever, ever, ever pro bono. If that was said, it was a mistake on our part. We apologize for that. However, the attorneys have given us many free hours of time yes. with phone calls, with emails personal visits, all kinds of different things. They were amazing, especially in the first couple of years of this. Um, we would talk on a Saturday. We would talk on a Sunday. We would hold meetings where we could all get together and, and um, um, talk about what was going on with the court case. We weren't charged for that. There are many costs that go into court. Of course, there's court costs, there's paper, there's secretaries, there's paralegals, there's, a, there's a, a special witnesses you have to have. We did a writ of mandamus. Filing fees. Filing fees. And duplication of applications of paperwork that have to be set up a certain way. They have to be printed a certain way. They have to be bound a certain way. And only certain companies within the state do that. So guess what? They charge a premium. And then you have multiple copies of each one of those that have to be filed. Yes, and uh, when we did file originally, it was Wynn Carpenter and Michael Warnkin. And God bless the two of them. They ran all over the place making copies. And once they got everything they thought that the court needed, the court said, no, 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 no. We want that to go a different way. Wynn has a long, very um, humorous story about what he went through that day. And we all thank Wynn and and Michael for that. But we have spent around 550000 Is that a good approximation? Mm, Closer to five sixty, somewhere in there, yeah. Okay, five fifty, five sixty. <clears throat> yep. Over the last four years for most likely one of the most important court cases in history. It'll be dealing with representation. And of course if you want to know what the case is all about, if you, most of you that are 
uh, on here listening uh, most likely know what the court case is about, lack of representation, delusion to vote, one senator for every million people in California, one assemblyman for every 500,000. You've heard the story. The deal is is that uh, this uh, appellate process we are going through is really a pinnacle in this case. Judge Alex Kaczynski will be leading the oral arguments. And the thing that's so important about that is that here's a gentleman who came on, um, and we are very thankful he did, came on to help us um, quite some time ago as a consultant. He and uh, what was the other gentleman's name? Um, <laughs> the other, what other? We had another consultant that came on uh, with us. Um, Alex Kaczynski, and I'm trying to remember the other fellow's name. Oh, um, Stuart J. Stuart J. Stuart J. Yeah, 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 Stuart. And um, you know they came on as consultants. Well, Alex Kaczynski stayed on to help us. Um, if most people, uh, if people don't know who he is, he was the last uh, Chief Justice of the Ninth Circuit that was basically conservative and a Reagan appointee. Uh, also, Judge Kavanaugh, who is on the Supreme Court, clerked under Judge Kaczynski. Now, Alex Kaczynski has taken our case. He's the lead attorney now, and he will be doing the oral arguments for us on March the 5th. Correct. So in doing that, uh, this is a gentleman that I think is not taking this case or or taking any of this lightly because this is an extremely high-profile case. And a person like Alex Kaczynski, a person like Scott Staffney, or a person like uh, Gary Zerman are not people that are going to take cases if they think they're going to lose them. That's true. Um, this is the culmination of what's gone on. This is the culmination of everything we've had, as you all know or should know. And if you don't know, the judge in the federal court, Judge Mueller, gave us the three-judge court we were, or asked for the three-judge court we were wanting, because as we have said before, the appellate process, when you have a three-judge court in federal court, on a lack of representation or dilution of vote case, the appellate process is directly to the Supreme Court of the United States of America, win or lose. That's why we wanted the three-judge court. We got it. We're given it. Then a week later, she changed her mind, which is not only highly irregular, <laughs> as Alex Kaczynski had said, it is... It never happened. Never happened. It's never it happened. never happened before. In any case, in the whole country. I think this might have been a pivotal uh, pivotal uh, point in our case because what it did is it, I think it gave the our attorneys and Alex Kaczynski quite a bit of motivation to understand the importance of this case. Now, I know we've had, again, a lot of misnomers of what, uh, you know, what people have said uh, as far as what they don't understand about this case. But, you know, if you're out there, you're listening, please share this because, to be honest with you, you know, we try to do everything we can to make sure that people get information. But there's the old saying, you can't lead a, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's up to the people listening here to get this program out to everybody. And it's also important that if you have a question about this case, you have a question about anything, to please call 530-4567, 530-605-4567. Say that again. 
605-4567. First day of my new tongue, folks. I'm kind of watching Ashley out of the corner of my eye because she keeps, she's telling me we need to take a break. So we're going to take one right now because time has come for 51 and a break. <laughs> Sing it with me one time now. We believe in freedom, believe in God and guns. Celebrating 20 years in business, Five Star Bank is a community business bank serving small to medium-sized businesses and is a champion of local economic development and community stewardship. Five Star Bank was founded in 1999 by a group of local entrepreneurs who wanted to create personalized banking services inspired by shared vision and goals. Today, Five Star Bank is among the top 5% of performing banks in the nation for banks of its size. Five Star Bank proudly serves farmers, ranchers, and growers in the agricultural community, commercial real estate developers, and construction, those who lead nonprofits, and churches and entrepreneurs in emerging technology. Five Star Bank is also committed to small businesses through a robust SBA department. They understand that when it comes to business, timing is critical. Their sense of urgency and speed to serve are part of the foundation of their success. Visit fivestarbank.com and visit your local branch at 358 Hartnell in Reading. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Sharon Clark of Home Helpers. It's amazing to look back at all the families we've touched since 2004, but our clients say it best. I want to express my deep appreciation for the love and support you and your... So fortunate to have an organization like Home Helpers. You never know how much your contribution meant or how greatly you touched our lives. Thank you so much for helping me care for my husband. After hearing what it's meant to them, I truly can't imagine doing anything else. When you need help for your loved one, choose Home Helpers. There is no place like home. Our title sponsor for North State Now is the Reading Civic Auditorium. Go to ReadingCivic.com where you can sign up and become a friend of the Civic for just $100. You can pre-purchase tickets before the general public, get two free drinks at the River Rock Cafe, and have ticket exchange privileges. If you're looking to be informed about some of the best concerts and events in the North State, go to ReadingCivic.com. I gave a girl a ride in the wagon. She crawled in and took control. She was tired, but her mind was dragging. That's Sally. Sally sings like that? Mm-hmm. She's got a good voice. <laughs> That's Sally doing the music. Her nickname is Lips. <laughs> so we've been watching uh, Game of Thrones, so I have a new nickname for her. It's Instead of Khaleesi, it's Calypsi. <laughs> Calypsi. <laughs> She's turkey lips. She is you're, turkey lips. You're buzzer. I'm buzzer. <laughs> I've been for 50 but, years. Yeah, Calypsi. <laughs> Calypsi. Oh, that's funny. I can't speak. What is it? Draconian, what is it? Hi, Valyrian. Hi, Valerian. Well, yeah. no, no, no. The other one where she... Dothraki. Dothraki. Okay. Dothraki. Yeah. I can't. Her, her uh, Khaleesi's native language is High Valerian. Uh, so. When yeah. I spoke Dothraki, I could say stuff on the radio. No one knows I was saying except for Ashley because she knows how to speak Dothraki. How is that, <laughs> how is that different from any other time? <laughs> okay. Here I am in the center of abuse. <laughs> this is why you sit between us, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. I know. 
We only do it because we love you, Terry. Can't get no respect. Can't get no respect. <laughs> well, and keep in mind, too, that the court date that we were talking about just a moment ago, it is the oral argument on the appeal. So we're looking to get the three-judge court, and we should be able to get the decision from that. I have a question. That's what we're hoping to get. To get. I have a question. Yes, so sir. we will be in front of one judge, correct? Correct. And that is the fifth. That is the fifth. But no time. No time. My guess would probably be like 10 o'clock. That's my guess, but we I haven't we haven't got the confirmation yet. <laughs> That's me thinking. Uh, we, maybe we should go down the night before. You know, because first thing in the morning is ten o'clock. Oh. <laughs> first thing in the morning, rise and shine, ten o'clock. <laughs> well, we have Mark Baird on the line. Mark, how are you, sir? Good morning, Mark. Hey, Wayne, how are you doing? Good. How about you? What am I chop? Am I chop lever or something? Am I, I'm not on the call. He's talking to me. He's not Stop. talking to you. Who's that? Hey, when? Who's that? So, some noise. Hey, Christmas. Oh, okay. What is this? Yeah, it's not my birthday yet. Yeah, I can't get some static. I know. That's some static. It sounds like another person. I don't know. It sounds like the transmission <laughs> in my pickup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how's it going up in Siskiyou? Uh, it's snowing right now, but um, otherwise okay. Uh, all part of the deal. But I, w- I wanted to uh, talk about the um, case and and the Second Amendment. Also, is is pretty prominent these days. So if you guys feel like talking about that a little bit, yeah, absolutely. I, I want to make sure that everyone understands that it's uh, this this appeal to the Ninth Circuit is is very important to the case. This mm-hmm. is a make or break for us. Mm-hmm. We really need to win this in the Ninth Circuit so that this case is kicked back to Judge Mueller and the Ninth Circuit orders her to constitute the three-judge court as she promised to do and issued an order that she was going to do and then colluded, we believe, with uh, other either members of her party or members of other courts, we don't know, and change your mind later to deny the people of the state of California justice. In other words, what Judge Mueller was saying is the people of the state of California do not deserve the opportunity to have their grievances regarding the government that we formed to protect our liberties heard in court. She thinks, just like Michael Bloomberg and all the other all the other uh, elite, Governor Gavin Newsom and uh, Senate Pro Tem and all of the people in Sacramento, they believe that you should just shut up and sit down and do what they say. They believe that in every aspect of your life. They believe that you have no direct say in the affairs of your government or the affairs of your family, the affairs of your church, the affairs of your school, the affairs of Second Amendment guarantees, the elites in Sacramento, in fact, the elites in the United States in general, don't believe that you, a person, an independent human being, a citizen of this state and this nation, should have your grievances heard on any level. You should not be represented. You don't deserve it. And here are the reasons why. Because everyone in California is equally disadvantaged by the form of government we have. Therefore, the court can't do anything about it. Here's the other reason. The court says, well, it's really, really hard for us to figure out a solution to this, and therefore, we're not even going to hear the case to begin with, which is ludicrous prima facie because the court created this problem with Gray versus Sanders and Reynolds versus Sims to begin with. In other words, the court itself, the federal courts themselves, created the situation where a few large cities 
entirely dictate to the state in which they lie how things are going to be, and you, the people of that state, have no say over it apart from uh, trying to complain with no, with no success. And because everyone in the state is equally disadvantaged by this, and I, and I beg to differ with that, everybody in the state isn't equally disadvantaged by it. People in urban areas have the advantage because they have all the representation and you have none. You have no effective representation. In fact, you, you don't have any effective representation even if we had more in rural areas because at one for a million, your state senator doesn't care what you think. Uh, look at look at Brian Daly and the Daly dynasty. You know, they a married couple sits at the dinner table and decides how you're going to live your life in District 1 because you didn't even have the representation to fight the money to get someone who was an independent thinker elected to the job. I mean, he literally, the challengers to the Daly dynasty were literally outspent, period. It had nothing to do with platform because neither one of them had one. It had nothing to do with representation because neither one of them's ever done a thing. It had nothing to do with you because neither one of them cares what you think or what you want. It has everything to do with the money. And even the people who think they're in the catbird seat, the people in Los Angeles, Sacramento, and the Bay Area, even they don't really have representation because their representatives don't even care what they think. I mean, ask, go down the street and ask the average guy in San Francisco what he thinks about stepping in poop on his way to the grocery store, or what he thinks about a guy pooping in the aisle in the grocery store. Ask the average person in Los Angeles what they think about 60,000 homeless people living in, and pooping in the road in, in Los Angeles. Uh, I'll bet you would get a different answer than the one Governor Newsom uh, publicly states. I'll bet you if you ask the average person, is it okay with them to open the southern border, let anybody that wants to come in here, and then publicly, with your money and taxpayers' money, fund all the services that they receive. I'll bet you the average guy might have a little problem with his tax money being spent that way. But you never hear about that because you don't have any representation in Sacramento. This case is pivotal, folks. I mean, you know, the elites of this nation, Michael Bloomberg just said the other day, we can't allow average citizens to walk around with guns. Well, I, my first question when I when I heard that, and I don't believe that was exactly how he said it. I believe he said he announced to the nation, you don't want the average person walking around with a gun. Well, first of all, I would say, well, who are you to decide? Who are these magic people that decide whether we, the people who form this government, deserve the opportunity to protect ourselves and our families in time of need. Who are these magic people? Who is Governor Newsom to speak for you? Who is the legislature of California to tell you that you're going to have to get rid of your gasoline car by 2030 or 2040 or whatever cockamamie scheme they have cooked up now? And what is the magic replacement for the truck that hauls my hay to the ranch that feeds my animals? And once you're limited to 50 gallons of water, well, what if you got a horse? He drinks 50 gallons a day sometimes. I mean, you know, so who are these magic people that tell you how to live your life? Who are the guys that spent $178 million per fish to get five salmon to swim back up the Stanislaus River at a cost of $178 million per fish? 
you know what they could have done? They could have built a fish freeway and made fish aquarium limousines and built fish hotels at the end of each, uh, at the ocean and at the end of the Stanislaus River and hired 5,000 fish tenders for each fish and it would have been more cost effective than what they did. And you look at the Klamath Basin. The elites in Sacramento want to tear out four perfectly good hydroelectric dams that serve 70,000 plus homes with the cheapest, greenest power on the planet. And they've spent over $2 billion saving the coho salmon in the Klamath River, and by their own claim, they haven't saved one single fish. In fact, the populations are still crashing. Just ask them, they'll tell you. Or are these the same guys that said by 2020 the world is going to end and the polar ice caps are going to be gone and we'll all be crying for mercy and begging for our lives on the shores of what used to be the beach, but now it's Las Vegas. I mean, these people are so tyrannical and so ridiculous in nature, I just really can't figure out why our lawsuit isn't fully funded and attended by hundreds of thousands of people every time something happens. Well, with that, we're going to have to go off to a break. So um, stay with us, Mark. Great stuff. Um, we're here at Abuse Reposa Radio <laughs> here in downtown Reading. If you have a question or comment, call 530-605-4567, 530-605-4567, and time has come. For 51. Let's get her done. That doesn't happen to men. It's not just a woman's issue. It only happened once. I will intervene. But he's such a nice guy. We will look out for each other. What did she think would happen? I will step in. It's just the way people are. It's on us to change the future for our children. We will change the culture. Get involved. One safe place. OSPShasta.org slash change the culture. Experience what it's like to be an archaeologist, biologist, or astromathematician in Turtle Bay's Mystery of the Mayan Medallion on display September 28th through January 12th. Delve into science, language, history, and mathematics in this hands-on immersive treasure hunt of an exhibition. Learn more at turtlebay.org. Do you have your dad's dimples? Your mom's curly hair? What makes us, us? Explore genomic science in Turtle Bay's newest expedition, Genome, Unlocking Life's Code, on display September 21st through January 2nd. Learn more at turtlebay.org. This is Judy Maxwell. Life can happen in an instant. Sometimes you plan for it, like retirement or taking care of your family. Sometimes it's a surprise, like a winter storm with home or property damage. Sometimes it may be an unexpected accident or illness or even a premature death. Whatever life throws at you, you'll wish you had gotten the right insurance when you had the chance. That's where Maxwell Insurance can help. For more than a quarter century, we've been serving the North State because it's our home, too. 
Give us a call at 221-0441 to let us help you review your policies and prepare you for whatever your future holds. Maxwell Insurance, 1378 Hilltop Drive, 221-0441. Can't afford to be a bit of sleeping. Can't afford to be a bit of sleeping. Can't you see the reaper? We're back. Um, Mark, we have Nick on the line. And Nick, when you speak to Mark, understand you're going to have to really speak up in your phone. Because when there's two people on the lines here, a lot of times you guys won't be able to hear each other. So make sure you speak up. But you have a question uh, for Mark. Shoot away, Nick. To uh, uh, comment on what you just said about the uh, Stanislaus salmon and how much that has cost us about the dams, about our forests burning up, and about the decisions our government is making. And I want the people to look at the people they're electing and ask themselves, do they have any accomplishments? We keep electing people by their education, and they don't have any accomplishments, and that's a problem. And I just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Nick will be on, by the way, next hour on Sovereign Minds. He'll be talking about Measure A. That's a sales tax that they want to put on the ballot uh, that is going for uh, what well, was supposed to go for a jail, but it's ending up going everywhere else. And that's a that's a whole issue that Nick will talk about, which uh, should be good. And we're going to encourage people to call in. 605-4567, especially on the next program. Mark, um, what else do you have to follow up on what you were talking about on the two cases? Well, I mean, Nick's right about one thing, that these people are, are don't have any accomplishments. Most of them are political activists, and their job is rabble-rousing in their neighborhoods and trying to get free stuff for people, and then they turn around and say, look at all the free stuff we got you, elect me to the legislature. And then the next uh, uh, 20 or so years, they spend trying to figure out how to take your money to give free stuff to people. Uh, he's right about that. I mean, let's start taking a look at the people we're hiring to represent us, uh, such as it is. And, and I think that's very important. But now let's look at the Second Amendment uh, case for just a minute. The, the court's dragging its feet, and and they can. They're, and, and this is the funny part about it is that the, the branch of government that is supposed to arbitrate disputes, make sure that the people receive justice, because in the Moonlight Fire, I think the federal judge, who, by the way, Judge Mueller overruled in the settlement, said it's more important for the government to find justice in court than it is to win. In other words, the government's job in court isn't just to win, win, win. It is to find justice for the people who form the government. And they're not doing that, and the court doesn't help them. You know, you look at your jail. It's, it's overcrowded. It's not overcrowded with people serving time. It's overcrowded with people waiting for court. Our jail is overcrowded with people not serving time. They're not, they're not guilty in waiting their, and finishing out their sentence. They're people waiting to go to court. Uh, the Second Amendment case, the uh, oral arguments were heard a couple of months ago, two, three months ago. Um, the judge made the statement in court, I'll get this order out just as quickly as I can. And three months later, nothing, not a word from the court. You can't make them perform. There's no legal method to force a judge to do their job. And, in fact, Judge Mueller is complaining 
that, oh, we don't have enough judges, we can't possibly do our work. But at the same time, she's telling the people in the CFR case, no, no, you don't need more representation. The representatives you have can do their work. So what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander in this case because she's one of the ruling elites of the Democratic Party. And, of course, they need stuff, but you, the people, don't need any of that same stuff. And then you have more ruling elites like Governor Newsom who says, don't worry, the police can protect you. When it's uh, categorically, that's categorically a lie. The Supreme Court says so. The police have no duty to protect you. California law says, specifically, the police have no duty and no responsibility to protect you and cannot be found liable when they fail to protect you. You had a sheriff, Idaho Tom, who said, oh, you don't, you know, you don't need to have your, everybody doesn't need a gun. They need to ask me permission for a gun. And, you know, my officers deserve more access to firearms than you do because they might need one. I mean, that was the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. You would never need one, but they might need one. Well, they're responding to situations involving citizens, theoretically at least, unless they're responding to calls for service from space aliens. So if those officers need a weapon responding to those situations, then why wouldn't an ordinary citizen who's in the act of being robbed? And that's the, that generates the need for the call for service. Why wouldn't the ordinary citizen who's had his home invaded, been burglarized, been assaulted, been robbed, been raped, been murdered, you know, been kidnapped, being held without their, uh, without, uh, in other words, uh, false imprisonment. Why wouldn't that citizen need access to a firearm, but the officer responding to that call for service be more entitled to access to a firearm? I mean, these statements by the ruling elite are absolutely incongruous with the principles of liberty, and I just find the silence deafening. I mean, in Virginia, where none of these gun laws have even passed yet, where the people were just threatened with these atrocious gun laws. Man, they've got like 120 Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions. Sheriffs are talking about deputizing ordinary citizens. Uh, state, uh, uh, district attorneys and counties are telling the state we will not enforce these laws. People are standing up. They're about to have a huge rally in Richmond, Virginia, their capital, against this uh, this tyranny. And here in California, we've had these tyrannical laws for 20 years. And Siskiyou County is the only county in California out of 58 counties that's even made a stab, and they've passed the Second Amendment sanctuary resolution. But unfortunately, we don't have a constitutional sheriff, so he won't help with that. But at least we made a try at it. Yeah, Mark, too. What are you guys doing out there? Well, Mark, as well, all the information you were just sharing, you know, the, the, the incidents between people and so forth, if some of these people, if most everybody was able to carry and open carry and have their weapons when they needed them, 99% of those things wouldn't require law enforcement backup or involvement. Exactly. And I know that our sheriff had stated that he felt that, which was another stupid statement, that he felt that concealed carry was tactically superior. Well, when I asked him why his officers didn't want to do something and carry concealed because it would be tactically superior, uh, he basically started talking about how it's a deterrent. So the deterrent of open carry somewhere is okay for a police officer or a sheriff deputy, but it's not okay for the private citizen whom they serve. Well, I mean, it's okay for everybody but you. 
Uh, Michael right Bloomberg on. has armed security. Uh, right Governor Newsom has armed security. The, the Senate and the Assembly, they have armed security anytime they want it. The Highway Patrol is their personal security service. You know, the only person that's not allowed to have armed security is you. Brian Daly. Brian Daly can have but, armed security. Well, Brian Daly, when, when he... Uh, we, he was talking about uh, a water bond, and this was, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. When he came to Shasta County uh, and spoke in the Board of Supervisors chambers, and he was up there with some other, quote, quote, assemblymen and people he had brought from Sacramento, uh, all of which were Democrats but him, uh, when they talked about how they needed our money, in fact, they needed uh, – a, a billion dollars, but they weren't going to tell us, you know, or several billion dollars, but they weren't going to really tell us how they were going to spend it, but we needed to give it to them. They sort of like that measure a tax. And um, what what happened is that uh, they had armed security with them, uh, open armed security. They were standing next to them and, you know, with the, with the, you know, with the pistols and the little black turtlenecks and black coats, men and women, that were both guarding them. I guess they were. one of them got up, a big fella got up, and he went to use the bathroom during the time of the meeting, and he was one of the people up there in the Diaz, and he walked out, and he was followed by, uh, let out, and followed by security. I guess he thought one of one of us might, uh, I don't know, ask him for an autograph. <laughs> but uh, Well, you know. I, I remember a fish cop meet, a, a fish and game meeting back during the water wars several years ago, when uh, uh, some assistant or assistant director's director's assistant came from Reading, and they had a meeting to tell the peons how it was going to be, and they brought 10 armed fish cops with them. In other words, a state agency supplied armed officers to guard the elite from the citizens of this state in the audience. Yes, we had the I mean, same. What? What? And, and we gave the fish the cops a hard time. We walked right up to them. What are you doing here? Right, we did that too. Yep, yep. Yeah. We had the same I mean, issue. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what on earth is going on here, and why aren't people upset about that? And they were being so paid. Possible. They were being paid well, to be they're. there. Yeah. They're being paid by you to be there. That's right. They were being paid by us to be there, and this was this particular meeting I can recall was around five o'clock at night, so they were getting overtime. Yeah, that's to right. To be there armed. Unbelievable. Right. I, I, you know, I, I totally agree. But what I can't figure out is why does why doesn't anyone care? Well, there were a lot of people that cared that night. There was a lot of people there, and we gave them a hard time. The challenge uh, is, I'm is talking that about the I'm talking about the other thirty nine point nine million people in the state of California. Why don't they care? I agree. Yeah, I know there's a couple of hundred of us that care. There might be even be a couple of hundred in each county that care. I agree. But what I'm wondering is. Why doesn't the average guy that walks into Sportsman's Warehouse or Walmart or Safeway or Rayleigh's or going in to pay his property taxes, because you don't own your property, you just rent it from the California government, why don't they care? I'm, I'm sincerely asking a question. I would love for some of your listeners to call in and explain to me why most people don't care. We'll call into the next program and ask that question, if you would, or call into Carl Bot Show and ask that question. Maybe some people need to do that. You know, instead of talking about, uh, you know, all the other things that we talk about during the course of the week, and, uh, you know, let's let's get into this thing. And that's that's a real challenge. The media has always been a tough road to hoe. Everybody's afraid to really come out and say what the real truth is about things. You know, we divert it with either the next event that's coming up or, you know, let's talk about our puppy, you know, all this stuff. 
It's just it's just gotten to the point of insanity. And, and frankly, it's the lack of courage on the people that have a voice. It's the lack of courage to get that out there. And you're right. It's also the lack of courage and the apathy of the 39.5 million people you were talking about that basically are 39.9 million, whatever, you wanna, whatever way you want to put that. Uh, why aren't they standing up? How is it that a small town in Virginia can get 1,500 people to protest against gun rights and, and we can't get 300 in Sacramento? So... With that, Kemosabi, if you could please hang on uh, through the break here. We've got to go uh, one more time here at Abuse the Buzzard Radio. <laughs> and <laughs> quit rubbing your hands together, Ashley. <laughs> time has come <laughs> for 51. And we'll end up hand in hand. Somewhere down on the sand, just me and you. Just as free. Free as we'll ever be. Just as free. The average adult is issued 32 troopers that with proper care and just a little discipline should serve you well during your entire tour of duty on this planet. They're called your teeth. But when your platoon gets out of line, holes in the formation, or other problems, you need to call in an expert like General, uh, Dr. William Farrell. With decades of experience keeping those troops in line and executing their assigned duties properly and dependably. If you'd rather not be there while he reestablishes order amongst the troops, Dr. Farrell offers sedation dentistry. He and his highly trained staff will whip your troops into shape without any discomfort. And having served himself in both the Navy and the Marine Corps, Dr. Farrell offers special consideration to veterans. Let him take the best care of your platoon of teeth, and they will serve you always. Call 547-5757 or visit palosidrodentistry.com. At ease. And for a limited time, Dr. Farrell is offering x-ray, exam, and cleaning for just $175. Call 547-5757 to schedule your visit. Did you know that the City of Reading has started licensing commercial cannabis activities within the city limits? Synergy is the first of the city's approved retailers to obtain licensure, bringing to the Reading area the most experienced retailer in the North State. They will ensure that your visit is both professional and comfortable. Access is simple and discreet. Synergy has a private 25-space parking lot at the back of the building. Synergy is located at 345 Hempstead Drive, Reading. The McConnell Foundation wishes all active military, their families, and our local veterans who have served happy holidays. This is Shannon Phillips, Vice President of Operations for the McConnell Foundation. This time of year, Americans are serving our nation in places far from home, as they have every holiday season in our country's history. Let's remember as a community the sacrifices our men and women in uniform have made and will continue to make. The McConnell Foundation salutes our active duty and veterans by wishing you happy holidays. Never felt that strong. 
Hey, Mark, you still there, buddy? Yep, still here. All right, good, good. So what other bits of wisdom and information do you have? I mean, we've been doing this for a while. That's for a while. And we know that people are, you know, some people are coming on new and they're just hearing it for the first time. And then we hear others that are, you know, they hear things every once in a while. And then we have the people that hear, hear us all the time. So um, before you go on to that, we have Jimmy on the call. On the call so let's get him address, figure out what he's got going, and, and go from there, okay? Jimmy, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, uh, Terry, are you there? I'm here. Hey, did you uh, get that email I sent you about the ballots? Um, I did. I had, didn't really look at it. We were kind of preoccupied with some other stuff. If you want to talk about that real quick, uh, that'd be great. I think Mark needs to hear this. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this real quick. I'm also going to call into the next show. Great, well, great. Well, appar- apparently uh, the DMV... There was a so-called snafu <laughs> where a bunch of people were basically unregistered. They, they um, unregistered people from their party. So say if you're a registered Republican, they, that was erased. And what happened was they sent out a, uh, a, a mailer for you to re-sign um, up for your, your, your party. Well, the only problem is what they sent out, and you can see it, um, is the only people you could register on this form is nonpartisan, American Independent, Democratic, and Libertarian. I, there's no, there's yeah. no Republican on there. So I'll call in and... No, no, no. Stay with me for a minute here because I did hear about this. You mentioned it on Sovereign Minds last week. Yeah. And I thought, um, I thought it was a, a joke. Well, I right. went down to Kathy Darling. Okay, that's... Go ahead. The city clerk's yes. office. And went in there, and they they were they were they were really nice about it. They explained to me what happened. And if you go in there and go, hey, I want to register, you know, for a party, they give you uh, a form to fill out, which does have the Republican Party. But the thing is, is this mailer that was sent out <clears throat> only has the four parties on it. And they showed me that mailer, yep. so I've seen it in person. Well, Nick got one. I know that Nick got one, and um, this that's a. Uh, so you did confirm that. That's that's great with the county. That's great. Okay, because that's uh, and that's you know a snafu. Is that a snafu that is a an intentional snafu, or is that just oh gosh, I made a boo boo. Somebody at the right. top had to authorize that. You think? Yep. And yeah, and the thing is though, this what I seen was posted on December 9th. Right. And this says to return it by January 3rd of right. 2020, which was a couple days ago. Well. Yeah, you know, what if it got um, lost in the mail, so to speak? You know, then you wouldn't be registered as a Republican. Right. So I think there was some sinister motives behind this. Well, would people not be registered? Period. Those. Pe- I mean, if they're not re-registering, are they completely out of it? I I would think so. Yeah, because you wouldn't be able to vote in. I believe it was uh, everything like any local um, local things, but you could, I guess, vote in the primary so i was a little unclear on that but yeah i think you, you won't you wouldn't be registered well so i had to have them go on the computer and make sure that i was still registered yeah so that's that's what i would encourage everybody to do go to the, the yes. your county website and double check and make sure that you are indeed registered and if you, if you want to just drop by your county registrar's office do that as well so you can go in and you can 
You know, you can share your dissatisfaction with the process, not with them because they didn't do it, but with the right. state. But share that information because the more they feel the effect of the sovereign citizens who are their employers that come in and just, you know, <laughs> share their um, dissatisfaction, um, the more they are going to be apt to share that with the powers that be all the way up. So, right. um, and, and real quick, they were, they were very courteous. And when I went in and talked to, I believe it was Kathy Darling, I mentioned what, what <laughs> this whole thing, and she kind of almost like rolled her eyes and go, okay, I'll have somebody help you. Like she knew, she's heard about all this. So oh, I'm anyways, sure. folks, go check out, uh, check it out. Yep, amen. All right, guys, bye. Thank, Thank you, Jimmy. You. Well, Mark, there you go, a snafu, something <laughs> that was unintentional, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, listen to what Jimmy says. There you go. Sure. What what more do you need? I mean, really. I know. What more is it going to take to wake the average guy up? They're, you know, they, they do these kinds of things with impunity. There are 5 million extra voters on the rolls. They no big deal. Illegal aliens are being automatically registered to vote because now they can get a driver's license. Hey, no big deal. The DMV has a little snafu, and they forget to include one of the major political parties on the registration mailer. Oh, boy, that's that's a little bit. That's not like having a run-on sentence. That's not like omitting a comma or misspelling the word uh, dimwitocrat or something. You know, that's not like that. That's, that's uh, I would say that omission would, wouldn't escape the eyes of anyone but someone with a mission. So, you know, there's the state for you. They want everything you have. They want to give you nothing in return. They want you to be subservient. They can do whatever they want. There are no consequences for them ever when they do it. Um, what more is it going to take? We've had zero population growth because people flooding out of the state to go to places where they have some liberty and some measure of independence. Um, and the rest of us are going to be left stuck with the bill for all the idiotic things that have yet to come down the pipe. And believe me, well, I don't know what... Uh, a thousand laws got passed, and most of them yep. idiotic. In other words, you, you you can't have a plastic straw, and you can't have more than 50 gallons of water a month, and you're not going to be able to have a car that has gasoline in it, and you're not going to be able to eat your home. And Oh, and by the way, when the wind blows, they turn off the electricity. I think we ought to just change the name of this state to Venezuela and get ready for what's coming. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is that if, you know, if you're in San Francisco, you can poop on the sidewalk, but if your dog does, you get a fine. Yeah. Oh, you can steal things, too. You can, oh, you yeah, can huh. commit crimes. You can steal merchandise with impunity. You can beat people up and not go to jail. There, You know, I mean, what more is it going to take? I don't know. I kind of I, I kind of see a little picture forming here just dimly in my mind, but there's a picture being painted here, and unless we wake up and take a look at it, um, you know, we deserve whatever happens to us. Remember, you don't get the government you deserve. You get the government you allow. Amen. Yep, we let them, don't we? We let them. Well, and too, I think, you know, with this election issue going through DMV, I don't know, my spidey sense says that it went clear to the top. And when I'm talking the talk, top, I'm talking about the governor. Because something of that magnitude to happen statewide, it had to go clear to the top for him to sign off on it, you know, via a wink, a nod, of whatever, a greasing somebody's palms, giving them extra money, promising them a, a golden retirement, you name it, it happened. So um, I, my spidey sense tells me that that's, that's where this went. So, yeah, the criminals are, are doing it. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're running the whole game here, and so th that's how they're going to massage this process, if you will, and, you know, claim to keep their hands clean. Yep. 
It's, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, time has come for 51. That's all I got to say. Amen. Yep, we're going to have to uh, make sure that we, we get motivated here, folks. You know, um, there's a lot of this. I know that the other day I was in a store and the guy was talking about Jefferson. Yeah, I really have to do something. I, uh, you know, I, I, I really hope you guys get this done. I, I guess I have to do something. But I can't really make it to a meeting on Monday night. Well, why not? Well, you know, it's, uh, I've got things I've got to do. Well, like what? What's more important than protecting your liberty? You know, you're expecting us to do all the work, a few people to do all the work, a few people to show up, a few people to go out there and, and, and stand up for you, and you're not willing to stand up. And, yeah, I know, it sounds like we're being, I don't know if I can use the word bitching, but that's, <laughs> I think I got dumped. Complaining, anyway, he- complaining, complaining heavily. You know, complaining heavily. <laughs> but, you know, it just gets to a point where, good grief, well, you know, I, get off it, your butt and go get out there and do something. Hey, uh, give the addresses to contribute to the yeah, CFR sure and way. the uh, Second Amendment case one more time. And thanks, guys, for the work. And uh, I think we're pretty much at the end. So uh, all I have to say is if you're tired of it, um, you know, join in. Go to the meetings. Uh, go to the website. Find out how you can help. Identify your county leaders. Heck, I got an idea. Become a county leader. Start there getting involved. Get your kids involved. Uh, go to school board meetings. Monitor the board of supervisors. See what they're doing to ask the sheriff to be accountable for his lack of uh, constitutionality. Uh, I mean, in other words, just start uh, start participating in the society that controls you like an adult would and start caring about your family's future. I, I don't know how else to put it than that. Amen. Well, Mary, you're going to have to call back the next hour. We only got about 40 seconds left. So if you call back on Sovereign Minds, that would be great. Uh, Nick, is go- Nick Gardner is going to be on Sovereign Minds. He'll be talking about Proposition a is it? A measure A. Measure A. Measure A. Oh, God. <laughs> and like what Mark was just saying a moment ago about the address to send your contributions in, you can mail them into P.O. Box seven five one Palisadro P A L O C E D R O nine six zero seven three, and you can make the checks out various ways. If you want to fund the uh, donate to the Second Amendment. It, um, write Second Amendment on the uh, check, and then in the memo, um, or excuse me, write pecan, P-E-C-A-N, sorry, I went blank there, um, write pecan of who it's made out to, and then in the memo part of it, the lower left part of your check, write 2A or Second Amendment, and that will go directly to that account, and then if you want to donate to the CFR case, then you can write um, pecan again, and then you can write CFR in the memo spot as well. Or you can just write SOJ CFR in the, in the memo. Well, my friend, it looks like we're nearing the end here. You yeah. know? Turn out the lights. <laughs> the party's over. Party's over. All good things must come to an end. Not all good things. <laughs> Not this one, though. Not this one. Because time has come. For 51. Let's get her done. The news from Town Hall is brought to you on KCNR Shasta Reading by Shasta Regional Medical Center. Your life, your health, your choice. Shasta Regional Medical Center.